glory. I'm so happy to see everyone this beautiful, this beautiful For when the spirit of death moves over your city, it shall pass you over. But in that day when the spirit of death shall visit, it shall pass you over. Aliande Esekia Tufe Asina Mili Toveni Kalitis Odove Eliale Kasisa Osofe Alidi Bond of Lady Baba Baba Shiga The arrows that fly by night will not will not come to your tabernacle. And you shall be stronger than the pestilence. Rovinis yaliaki tulele. I shall adduce kala dindi. Asephanis yalati feratitu kelepele. Odova. Odova nas alahatis. Akaliatis. Akali nini nikutemoshi kala titi feletiti nahate. Sophie Parufinisi Siklites Sinamurutufe Messiah Stop the hand of death Or push the hand back Redinia Shilada When your head is come for You shall not be home Orodo Asina you are free from evil appointments. You will not catch up with evil appointments. We'll the, we'll put the seal of the blood of Jesus over this environment and we stop the hand of death. But the darkness and the spirit of death shall move across your city. But it shall not touch you, says the Spirit of the Lord. O oh, you death, will rebuke you. Will rebuke you. You know, this year there's going to be a lot of issues this year. But you will triumph this year. You will greatly triumph this year.
you shall triumph this year. You shall overcome. You shall do valiant. You shall do valiant. You shall do valiantly. You know, we're not going to rest until we do. I won't rest till we do valiantly. Praise God. All right. I'm not going to rest till we do valiantly well. I'm not going to stop until we tire the enemy. Amen. Not going to rest till we do valiantly well. Only proof that we came from God is that our victory was not contested. That can be the only proof that it was God we came from. Are you together with me? So, it's a taboo to only um, experience the average. Are you together with me? It's a taboo. We're not going to rest. Are you together with and I really do not care where where you are presently. What I'm looking for is where your faith is. Amen. Not where your situation is. Situation is of um, it's, it's not relevant. Amen. It's not as relevant as your your future. Or rather, your faith. Praise God. So, we, we must make sure that we are aggressively in the game until we experience a type of output that the enemy cannot gain. So, you know, in the, he told us that he will give us a mouth and a what? A mouth and a wisdom. Praise God. He will give us a mouth and a wisdom that the enemy cannot gain. Say, mouth and wisdom. Praise God. It will give us a mouth wisdom that the enemy cannot gainsay. It means that there's going to be all clarity that we came from God and we came with superior um, powers, right? Came with superior powers. Amen. So, you wouldn't stop 
engaging until we get to that point where the Lord turns the captivity of Zion and your life looks like a what? It looks like, like it's a dream. Amen. How many of you are looking forward to see, to experience dreams in real time? Dreams in real time. You shall experience dreams in real time. Praise God. That will happen if you don't. Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. So I think I started um, a, a conversation on this. I just want to take it further and I will just, it will be a good day. Can we thank Abike Foss for the worship and Lulu for the worship? Luke chapter 15. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. All right. And the Pharisees and the scribes complained, saying, what did they do? They complained. Who are those who complained? The Pharisees and the scribes. Now, the Pharisees and the scribes are the religious sect. Amen. Who have access to theology. They are masters of theology. But... Deficient in experience. Masters of theology. But deficient in what? In experience. Masters in theology, but what? Deficient in experience. They don't have an experience with God, but they are masters in what? In theology. It's a very dangerous place to be. Where you are a master in theology but you are deficient in what? In experience. You don't have experiential knowledge. Are you with me? It's a very dangerous place to be. Are you with me? You will eventually turn out to be an enemy of God with some quotations underlining it. Are you together with me? They are are theologians that do not have experience with God. Those are people who can be wicked with a scripture. You get, you get the point. They can be what? Wicked with a scripture. Wicked with a scripture. Masters in theology. Masters in the field of religion. But do not have life. They are not givers of life. Are you together with me? They are Pharisees and they are scribes in the, in this context. And it says they complained saying. You get the point now? And that's a very dangerous place to be. Where you are a master in the word, but you practically disagree with the ways of Jesus. You get the point? Now, they are, this complaint is against Jesus. 
but they are masters in scripture. But they are they are they have values and their philosophies contradict the very life of Christ. You get my point now? It's just like prayerful without faith. That's a Pharisee. Pharisee is someone who is prayerful but does not have faith. Someone who is prayerful but does not have faith. Someone who can pray 15 hours but can, can't trust God for one day. Imagine a prayerful person that also murmurs a lot. That's a Pharisee. It's a master in religion but deficient in life. Are you, I think you get my point now. Some people can, if you tell them, let's start praying. They are the first to and they can go straight for 20 hours to trust God for Bairo start crying. You get the point now. You get the point. Or people who believe who can teach you all the all the places in the book of Revelation talking about the new Jerusalem, the new age, the kingdom of God how God wants to save the whole world. But we never drop one cobble for kingdom work. Have you seen such people? Have you seen friends who are jovial till both of you decide to go out and you find out they will never remove one cobble to spend? <laughs> Strange people. Very jovial. They are very jovial. They are very funny. Very do- they, are, they love friendship. But when it's time to practicalize that friendship, have you seen them before? One, one couple will not come out of your pocket by mistake. That when it's time to put effort to the very confessions they have made, they are never, they will not lift one finger. Praise God. You know those friends who will lead you to a battle, but will never, when the battle really starts, run away. You know there are people here who believe in kingdom prosperity and who can analyze it but don't give tight. They can tell you that God is converting the prosperity of the Gentiles to the to the Jews, to the Christians. Christians are going to be wealthy and all of that. God is releasing prosperity and, and plan and part of the and part of the last day army. Kingdom, I'm, I'm a kingdom financier. But the guy can, when it's time to give just 10%, oh my girl on handicap. <laughs> are you together with me, my friend? So these are the Pharisees who have the repetition of scripture, but the order of their life is disagreeing with Jesus' lifestyle. Pharisees and, and the scribes complain, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. Praise God. 
even the old KJV. Go back to verse 2. Give me KJV and go back to verse 2. Alright, that's better use. The Pharisees and the scribes murmured. You know, I like to always teach the very I like to teach things that you can quickly understand and use. One of the things that you want to permanently delete in your life is murmuring. You see, you need to make a decision to permanently delete murmuring from your life because if you are somebody that murmurs, let me tell you, let me tell you God's plan. If you murmur, God does not have a plan to answer your prayers. Those who murmur should not expect to receive anything from God. It is, it is, it is a legislation in the spirit. It's a, it's an, it's a rule in the spirit. You must delete murmuring from your life. If, you see, you are not, you are not next in line via murmuring. It's not Nigeria. That the more you can make noise, they will answer you. Or a Nigerian bank, scatter everything, they will answer you. The branch manager will come answer. It's not like that though. The realm of the spirit, those who murmur are neither friends of God nor friends of the angels. Are you with me, friends? And you know the beautiful thing about this thing? As I'm telling you like this, you don't have to grow into it. You can make a decision today that murmuring, I, I consider murmuring an enemy. And begin to fight it whenever it wants to raise its ugly head. God doesn't have business with those who murmur. Why? Because God has, it's like a radio station. God has his channel. And God's channel is faith. That is the frequency that God broadcasts from. If you go to 89.5, you will never hear Ridi, uh, Ridi, my body called Obis. What are the, what are the videos? Do people still listen to radio? If you go to, Ray Power used to be 100.5, is it 101.5? One hundred point five, Abby. You can't go to one hundred point five and expect to listen to brilliant FM. Are you together with me? It won't happen. Your God, who you are acting like you are praying to, only broadcasts from the faith frequency. Frequency of your God. Is what frequency? Faith. You see, when you are not operating in faith, your prayers will be answered on the basis of divine sovereignty. Divine sovereignty is a dangerous place to put your life. Put your life in divine will, divine counsel, divine principle. That one is sure. Sovereignty 
can't predict it. Don't tell God, answer me if you wish. Hmm. Are you together with me? The faith frequency. Tell your neighbor, say your father broadcasts from the faith frequency. Let me tell you something I did to you. You can have what had, what has only been in the realm of the, you know, in our imagination, there are impossible realms even in our imagination. Sometimes we imagine some things that you know will not happen. But if you are never going to experience it, at least you can imagine it. But I don't tell you, you see, you can experience even imaginations that are in the realm of the truth it. And you are meant to. Paman made a very apostolic statement. I like that Paman statement. You want to hear that as Listen, with faith, you can recreate yourself and redefine yourself. With faith, you can project for yourself a brand new future that looks like all that God has intended. I'm telling you, with faith. And I told you that whenever you are not operating in faith, you only assume that you are alive. Because the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. That's the only way God sees life. Living. It means that those who are not in faith are only in assumption that they are living. You get my point now? So these people murmured, and I told you never be in a place where you murmur. If you have any need, ask God. Do you understand? Murmuring does not move God. He is emotionally stable. He doesn't flow via pity. Understand this very well. Even he's worse than that, your boyfriend that you will cry, cry, will not beg you. God is even worse. And that God is worse. Oh Lord, when shall you answer me? I promise you that you only have an assumption is even looking at you. The man is not even looking at you. Are you with me? But if you change the language and say, for I know the thoughts that you think towards me, then you are talking his language. And then you stand there and stay there. And then you do that. I don't care how long you do that. But that is how you live. Stand there. And you don't shift ground. Then you are doing business with him. Then he will visit you. Then he will give you perspective. And sometimes he will now explain to you the season you are in. But if you want to be doing shenanigans up and down, congrats. He will not strive with you. So you have to delete murmuring from your life. This man receives sinners and eats with them. That is to say, sinners should not be 
uh, received and should not be dined with, right? What, right? Who should Jesus dine and eat with? Them. And don't forget I told you that the Pharisee is someone who understands scripture but who negates the life. So Jesus is living life here and expressing the life of scripture. The Pharisee will quote it but can never live it. Anytime the scripture is meant to be lived out, the Pharisee backs out. You understand? You know it's easy to talk about the five types of love until the day you are meant to walk in love. You now say, let's be real now. Let's be real. The day they told you to take Sunday school, your mouth was doing blah, 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 blah. But when the events now happen to you, when you are now meant to walk in love, then what happens to you? You want to be real, right? Because you are a Pharisee. So this man receives sinners and eats with them. You know, last week, Pharisees were all around abusing them, Apostle Suleiman. Preached a message of about two hours. A lot of people saw a clip of 30 seconds and created a theology and defined the guy's past, the guy's present, and the guy's future from a 30 seconds clip. You see, because Pharisees don't have joy. They think of the next person to kill. You understand? But the Pharisee has forgotten that what Apostle Joshua Suleiman said, he too said it. Because all of us came to church after COVID that began to testify that even though things were bad, that God sustained me COVID. I got the best job in COVID. Everybody, thank God, oh, COVID did not swallow me. Everybody testified. You see, but because your level is not a private jet level, you could not give a private jet testimony, but you gave a testimony in your own level. But because you are a Pharisee, you are blind. But immediately Joshua said this, so he can't talk about a job because he has passed that level. And he can't talk about cars. He has passed that level. He operates in jet. And jet makes you, the thought of jet makes you perish because you are poor. You see, it's not like jet is, is, is that your brain cannot capture it. And it's still because you are an educational Pharisee. Because when you are in primary school, they told you that cars move on road, sheep move on water, and jet move in the air. You believed it. But when you began to practically see somebody now having that jet, you began to argue as if jet is a spiritual thing. In primary school, you agreed that jet is for transporting yourself in the air. And somebody is blessed to be able to transport. Listen, your poverty is not the narrative. Your poverty is not everybody's narrative. I'm telling you the truth. You need to be careful. I'm telling you the truth. Your poverty is not everybody's narrative. Because you buy some shoes that is 15k, and you think it's okay, and criticize the person who buys a shoe that is one million, you think it's wasting money. But you don't know there are some people who your 15k shoe is wasting of money. That's somebody's father's salary. (laughs) 
So the, 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 the Pharisee is blind. Just like many of you are. I, I don't mean outside, I mean you. And you have to trust God to keep healing you and give you perspective and understand that your story is not our story. And your poverty is not general poverty. Some people are blessed of God bless. You don't want to. God, God blesses people. And you might be a candidate. They are blessings. Don't rationalize it. Don't say this jar of oil can feed one people can feed uh, is a lot of people. This jar of oil is somebody's one year salary. You can't face Jesus and criticize Jesus and tell Jesus that why did he allow that woman break that bottle on, in his leg? That that thing could have fed the poor. You don't get it. You are criticizing God and you are putting a charge on God as per feeding people. You know how many thousands of years God has been feeding the whole world? And you are, you rat can face God and criticize. You know, you know, Jesus is God. They criticize God for allow that he did. How can you put a charge on God for not caring for the poor? God. Well, he has placed everything for mankind for thousands of years, but a man looked at Jesus and said, you don't care about the poor. So you have to lower the volume of your criticism because you are most likely making a fool of yourself. You are really wrong when you have something good to say. But the tendency of being wrong in criticism is very high. It's slow to criticize, quick to praise. Littered in scripture. But that's not what we are going to do. I told you to delete. Are you going to delete murmuring or still want to check what murmuring can do for you? He receives sinners. So they just feel you shouldn't receive sinners. You should receive us. Then trust my Jesus. He will give you back. So he quickly went into parable mode. You know, when you go into parable mode, if you get angry, the question is, did I call your name? <laughs> That's what Master Jesus always does. I didn't call your name. There was a day he did it. He said that if he, they asked, they now said, so are you saying we are blind? He said, you are the one that said it. I don't <laughs> he enters parable mode. So he went into a parable mode and he spake this parable unto them saying, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the what? In the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. So the man has how many sheep? Hundred sheep. He has hundred sheep, right? Hundred. And then he loses one. And what does he do when he loses one? I want you to be very attentive because I will be a little bit technical. When he loses one, he goes for that one and leaves the ninety-nine. And I remember asking you the first time I taught this. I asked you that. Why did he go for that one? Don't be deep. Just follow the scripture. Why did he go for that one? Huh? It's a sheep. He lost it. So it means that he hates to lose. Are we correct? It means that what? He hates 
to lose. So a man has 100 sheep. He loses one. He still has 99. But he hates to lose. And then he leaves the 99 and goes for one. Now the question is, if he truly hates to lose, why would he leave the 99 and then go for one? We can't doubt that he hates to lose. Because if he doesn't hate to lose, he won't go for one. But again, we are confused. If he truly hates to lose, why did he leave? And he says he's going to go for that 99 until what? He finds it. But don't forget the Bible says a man has what? 100. Now, let me share something with you. Something beautiful about Jesus. It's not just that you have Jesus. That's not the only mystery. The other side of the mystery also is that Jesus has you. Get the point now. You have him, he has you. You are, he's in you. You are also where? In him. Is that deep and intricate? Are you together with me? So you see, when you look at the, the hundred, is in their midst. Right? When he lost one and went for one, he's still with the 99. Are you together with me? Now, he is with the 99 in a different way. And that's what I want you to see and understand. You see, because the Bible says he actually leaves the 99. Do you know that? He actually leaves the 99. But now I'm telling you that he's still with the 99. And I'm going to explain what that means. Is that even as you are part of God's family, and you are with God and his family, God at the same time, with all of his heart, is still on the street seeking the lost. Till now, do you believe that? That the passion of God, till now, is who? Is the lost. And when God saves you, he doesn't just save you for saving sake. He saves you and then he trains you. And then when he trains you, he pours himself inside you. So that eventually you are like him and as him. So that the burden he carries, you carry. You get the point? He says, come to me, all of you who are, who are heavy lady, who are burdened. He said, I'm going to give you rest. Is that true? He, what is the second thing he said? He said, learn of me. Not only learn from me, also what? Learn of me. That is to say, I want to pour my substance inside you 
so that you can be exactly like me. I am meek and I'm lowly. Take my yoke. Why are you taking my yoke? Because right now you have learned of me and you are now like me. I cannot give you, I cannot join you with the same thing that yokes me. And I cannot give you the same burden that I carry. Because right now you have my heart. You feel like me. The way I feel for the lost is how you feel for the lost. So when he leaves the 99 to go for the one, he expects that the 99 has become like him. So he doesn't have to be with them. He's now in them. And they are now like him. And they should have said, can we follow you? We are as broken as you are. You are broken about the lost. Feel the same way. It should have not been, it shouldn't have been only him going. It should have been everybody going with him. Don't forget the parable is a response to the Pharisees. Don't forget. It was a response to the fact that he is eating with sinners. So he's not saying, which one of you, if you had hundred sheep, so he's saying, just the way I went for sinners. You guys were meant to be eating with the Pharisees, with, with the sinners with me. Are you getting my point? Can I take it a step further? So two of you listen to me. Get up. Do you know that every good that you experience in life, every good that bring people show towards you, and every love people show for towards you. Do you know it's not just favor to receive? It's training for you to learn how to also do good. That you are in a trap. Every favor you have received, God is showing you what you are going to do with your life. That's the training of God. So when he was with the hundred, he was training them. Feeling himself. Filling them with himself so that they can think like him, feel like him, and fight for sinners like he does. You get my point now? So we now begin to find out that Christianity, God gets you saved, but eventually God now, please put up your, put, put, put off your phones now. After now, it won't be a mistake. You understand? Phone, um, off or silent. And hope you guys, you guys don't usually share, share the broadcast. Immediately start, first thing you should do is to go to Gloriam's page. So before you put off your phone, before you go put it on silence, just go ahead. Share. Go to Gloriam's ministries and just share so that you can have more people being blessed. Are we together now? So after he gets you saved, and let's do this, not just because I said it, let's do it for service. Let's get used to it. It's one of the ways you can watch out for the lost, right? For those who are not here. Sometimes we enjoy ourselves too much. We forget those who are not here. So after he gets you saved, there was a heart condition that made him come for you. The next thing he wants to do to you is to transfer the same heart condition into you that makes you go for others. So he begins to train us to be responsible. Christianity is responsibility. 
is to take the burden of God, feel like God. Feel like God and eventually act like God. Can you see why? Can you, can you now understand the shame in murmuring? That the matter around your life, you are the least most important person in this your life. Actually, actually, you should be taken care of by God. Because you are meant to be busy taking care of the world. I'm telling the truth though. That's the true order of life. You should be so carried away and saying, God, what would you have me do? That your life is not the most important. Who needs money the most? You or the thousands God has sent to? The thousands God has sent to. That's why a lot of people are poor. They are poor because they're asking God to bless them. And you don't need to be a billionaire or, or with a little amount of money, you are okay. Do you understand that? Whereas God is trying to get you to lift up your eyes and see the harvest is calling you to help him harvest. Are we together, friends? You get my point, my friend? So it's a life of intense responsibility. Christianity is a life of what? Intense responsibility. A transfer of responsibility. It is the privilege to do the work of God. That's what Christianity affords us. It is the privilege to do the work of God. And that's why you'll be needing faith. You'll be needing faith. Because that's what will get you on the field. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his only son, right? So he looked at us, he saw a harvest and he wrecked himself. He looked at us, he saw a harvest and what, what did he do? He wrecked himself to the point of death. Jerry, do you get the point? You get the point? So you cannot understand the premise of true Christian service. That any church that needs to still be begging their workers to serve God or say they did not greet me, they did not come and greet me. You are not yet. You don't. You, are, you don't understand the game. They did not come and greet me. Since two weeks, nobody have come to check me. You don't. You don't get the game. You are. You are, you are not even in. The, in fact, you are not even in, in. In on bench. You are not. You are not a substitute. You don't get the game. The game is deeper than that. You are cheating yourself. There is a huge responsibility on you that you even forget who came to check you or not. Because you are carrying, you are carrying the Lord's burden. The Lord's burden delivers you from pettiness. A lot of, some of you have the list of people who did not greet you. Do you understand that, that, you know who did not greet you? You need, you need um, herbs. Somebody did not greet you. Because your well-being is in herbs. Natural herbs. There's a way she looks at me. There's, how did you know? You get the point, Gabriel. How did you know? There's a way, there's a way he looks at me. Any, any, anytime I greet him, 
There's a way he answers. He answered me with his nose. How did you know? You should have been busy pouring out love. You know, I have the power of God. At, at some level, I operate God's power. I do not, I do not behave, I'm not a normal human being. Like, like, so this is what I mean. The power of God is inside me as a normal human being. I'm not an empty human being. That's what I wanted to say. I'm a normal human being. But I'm not an, I'm not an, the empty version. Inside me is, the, is not just power, the power of God. I operate God's power. So, I don't get depressed easily. Do you understand? It's strange for me to give up. I'm really unhappy. I'm almost never without God's word. 90% of times I know the right word to say to people. You know what that means? Ninety percent. If you relate with me, I will relate. You relate with me, you have the tendency to offend me more than I have it to offend you. I offend you, but I operate the power of God. You know why? I'm concerned about the burden of God. When you carry God's burden, you become a reservoir of God's power. Ask, ask me. She offends me more than I offend her. I'll pray the power more than she does. She's the one that gets to apologize the most. Not because she's humble. It's because she's wrong. Because I take my time. Before I say one thing, I would have calmed down for like, how can you be? You are really wrong when you learn how to calm down. I thought you just, anybody, blah, 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 blah. Just wish you not convict. Are you not ashamed? Just you not go. I'm sorry about how I spoke yesterday. What's wrong with you? Calm down. Don't react. I will talk later. Find out what I was. For you, any small thing, you are like call and response. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's why I really have problem with police. I know what to say to the guy. You see, the guy is like an empty, like I can see his soul. Just calling his name gives him joy. Just, just calling his name gives him joy. Don't say Mr. John. Nobody, people really call their names. Don't say Mr. John makes him feel like somebody. Say hey, Mr. John, how's been your day? A Kushel, Kushel, A Kushel. This nation owe you guys a lot. <laughs> That's all. This nation, oh, you guys. Let me pack well. Let me pack well. Let me pack well. <laughs> I can't give you what I have. This is too small. I can't give you 15 naira. Never. He says I bring you like that. 
I see people having contentions, having fights. I'm like, by what power? You are too alive. Your flesh is too alive. But no people who fight too much. It's more thing. Why do you fight too much? If he loses one of them, he, he, he leaves the 99. Listen, we are going to. Can I speak a word? We're not going to rest until we turn this place to a hub that brings salvation to this city. Until our, until divine processes become easy. You don't get, this is what I mean. I mean that it must be taking us, we must be getting people saved per second. You get the point? Where's the salvation rate will be per second? We must be calculating hundreds of people getting saved weekly. You understand? We must perfect divine thing. That's the focus. People just enter inside the door and they just know that they are something. Somebody who his mother has told him. You know, sometimes I wonder, I wonder how a lot of us survived our parents. Someone whose mother has stood in has, has abused him for 25 years. Really did that. I don't know how those wonderful parents do, but they tried their best. The person gets him. There's so much weight of glory, weight of love, that you just know you are something. You just enter, you just know you can't live in sin. Just know. Sin. We're going to work these things until we get it right. I believe it's possible. And I'm, I'm going to stay at it. So, so which one of you wouldn't go for that one until he finds it? The, the third verse. The, the next verse, rather. Are you blessed by this? And when he has found it, he will lay it on his shoulder. Doing what? How? What would he do? Rejoicing. You get that? It means that it means that we have value for souls. You see, when you have, can I preach here? When you have values for souls, it won't be about the numbers anymore. One will be equal to 99, and 99 will be equal to 1. That's what he meant when he said that, what does it profit a man to lose his soul and gain the old world. What are the problem man to lose two souls and gain the old world? It's the same thing. One soul, two soul, three soul. Soul is soul. The value of a soul is eternal. Are we together here? Yeah. Now, if the value of a soul is eternal, we want a lot of it. But the the premise is still what soul. You get my point? And that's why there are people in your neighborhood. Are you with me? There are people in your neighborhood, there are people who look so insignificant, those are the ones you should go for. And don't wait for to go for the big man. Anybody God gives you a natural advantage over, the only reason for that natural advantage is so that the person will grant you audience. That was what God told me. He said the only reason why God gives you a natural advantage over anybody is so that you have audience. To now speak to the person. Because there is a premise upon which the person can now listen to you. 
And you know the stupid mistake churches do? Many of us are looking for big people to preach to so that they can come to our church and they can give us money. Do you understand that? So eventually we are not preaching. What we are doing is accommodating. Do you understand? So we have, we have an association of big people who feel, who feel like they came to help us. It's not meant to be so. The funds for kingdom work is gathered by angels. Don't forget what I just said. You don't look to men to support the work. You look to God. And God will send his angels. And when God sends his angels, the angels will touch the heart of the relevant men. You have no right to look at men. And that's why you remember that church. Jesus made us understand that there was a woman that was actually supplying the funds of one particular church. The Bible says when they were given an offering, Jesus stood back and he was looking at what they were doing. And Jesus commended and said that that woman is the one who has given the most. It means that when she gave, the account shook in heaven. Now, what is the, when you so rightly, naturally, what's the implication? There's going to be supply, right? So it means that if there is a supply in that church, is that woman's seed. Because it was her seed that was most recognized by the Lord himself. So it means that the greatest giver in this church is not the one who gives the most. is the one who remains the least. Not how much you give. is that how much was left when you gave. <laughs> Can you see why you are doing yourself great arm when you think it's when you have enough you will start giving. You don't know that the little you are giving now is what is bringing our supply. That's when God actually knows we are sowing. I think you get the point now. I think you get the point now. I started by giving my, I started by giving my transport money as a teenager. That's how I started. My transport money. That's what I give whenever I go to church. I give my child money and I walk home. I give my child money and I walk home. I give my child money and I walk home. And then I wear between slippers. And I'll be walking home. And my brothers will be, my brothers were Yahoo boys then. They will be in their bulldog driving, eh, uh, what's that under? There was one under raining there. No, under. I think it's bulldog also. Is it bulldog? Baby boy, baby boy. Being the baby boy, I'll be driving the baby boy. And they'll be seeing me, they'll be laughing at me. Because then I'll wear a bedroom slipper because I, I didn't used to wear their shoes. Wear Kenneth Cole, Abercrombie and Fitch, all those Yahoo, Yahoo shoes. I didn't used to wear it. I wear bedroom slippers. I didn't used to wear it, so I went between slippers. I'm walking home. But guess what he told me yesterday? Yesterday we were talking, we were making a joke. We are having a conversation. So we were having some business stuff. I said, you never send me my share of this business. And he was saying, oh, Kule, you don't need any share. I said, I need share. He said, forget. You don't need. I said, I need. He said, you don't need. He said, you are God's son. <laughs> he said, you are God. They take care of you. He said, what long, Lua? I said, you God. He said, why you love? Why you Why you love? correct. I've been there for quite some time. 
I'm in God's hand. The hand, the glory of God is upon me. And it's because we're looking for the loss, we're living for his body. The glory is on me. I attract good things. If you meet me, you'll be planning to bless me. If you meet me, if you have a two minutes conversation, your next agenda, we can't, I'm going to bless this guy. I'm going to bless this guy. I'm going to bless this guy. It's the glory, it's the presence. Do you understand? I've exchanged my own needs for his own desire. So he has poured himself inside me. You get the point now? See my, have you noticed my arrogance? I'm so arrogant. I'm so, this holy, I'm so arrogant. So confident. I'm not looking forward to meet anybody. I'm not looking forward to take pictures of anybody. Sometimes it's as if I'm flying in the air. And I have problems too. Natural problems, spiritual problems, every kind of problem. <laughs> crisis. Sometimes I'm even in crisis. Not even problem. You know there's problem, there's crisis. But you see, when you are in crisis and you are in his hands, you are more safe than somebody who is in safety outside his hands. David said he just wants to fall. It's better for him to fall in the hands of the Lord. I think you are getting the point now. It works. It works. Shout. It works. It works. So let me, let me show you some stuff. What are they saying there? Is Bola causing trouble there? She's always the one, always the one. I'm tired of her. I'm asking God to send her to another church. <laughs> and I know God will answer my prayers. Yes, yes, another church. <laughs> are we together, friends? <laughs> Glory to God. So, so the 99 must have the formation of Christ. So what I'm saying is that you must, you must mature. And this is what I mean by you must mature. I'm talking you must mature not as per, not only as per grow spiritually. I mean, you must just tell yourself, I mature. I'm talking about making a decision to take responsibility. I mature. You must mature. You must have the government, you must have the government of Christ and the structure of Christ and not just baby, and not just, you know, being like a baby. The spirit and the character of Christ must be at work in your life. You get it? You get it? You just have to make a decision to be mature. You have to make a decision to not always allow your flesh and your feelings. You have to tell yourself, I'm not always keep, I'm not always going to be acting like a baby. I don't want to always be wrong every time asking God for forgiveness. But some of you are even so terrible that it's never about being wrong. Except you have, you are tired of, you know, at times 
You are so tired of being wrong that you turn your wrong to right. <laughs> Mature. Just try. Don't shout on your wife. You should just try it. That you cannot. You can try. You won't shout on your wife. The wife too will just make a decision and say, "I'm going to be going to be a great woman. I'm not going to be a flesh woman." Get the point now. Just tell yourself, I'm not going to mumble again. I'm not going to mumble again. I'm not going to be acting like all the problems of the world. I'm the one carrying everything. Listen, there are people in villages living in huts. Don't forget, I always tell you that. There are are, are 35-year-old boys who don't have two clothes. Who are born again, tongue-talking. And God answers their prayers. And their prayers for rain to fall so that their corn will germinate. And you're not better than them. Yes. Stop being a spoiled brat. You're not better than them. God always takes care of you. Listen, every time, even before the miracle comes, preservation always comes first. Sometimes we're asking for something big, but God will keep you before that something big comes. Can you be rejoicing over that, that one? Stop. We have to now man up and say, God, you have a man here. You have a girl here. Hmm. <laughs> Are you with me, friends? Yes, you have to tell yourself that. Just have to tell yourself that. You man up. Just have to make a decision. I'm not going to go into another relationship except God leads me. What's wrong with you? This one. <laughs> What's wrong with you? As if you have told where no is in your head. This one in the years. Yes. You know, so I ask some Christians sometimes. I say, oh, that's your boyfriend. When are you guys getting married? Uh, we don't know if God... <laughs> if God say, what's wrong with you? How do you date somebody you don't know when you want to get married to the person? How do you ask somebody out if you don't have a date for marrying the person? What's wrong with you? What, what, what kind of time do you have? Too much time. What's wrong with you? You want, you want girlfriend for? What, what are they using girlfriend for? <laughs> you like somebody, be the person's friend. Be the person's friend. Be another person. Do whatever you want. Do be friends. Pray. You've heard God and you like what you have seen. Then go ahead and find out are you ready? To, if you are not ready to marry, then focus on Wednesday service. <laughs> if you are not ready to marry, focus on Wednesday. Focus on Sunday. There's a lot of activity. Evangelism, teens church, children's church. A lot of things. Even the marriage that is next four months, we know the amount of sin that goes on. And the amount of repenting. Sometimes the sin of the art. Talk of the one you will now do rock of ages cleft for me. <laughs> you get the point, my friends. Get the point. Take your time. Be the person's friend. When you're ready, go 
Go all out. Four to four. Four to four. All out attack. I want to. I want to marry you. I'll marry you. I'm the best person for you. I'm going to make your life a great life. I'm going to give you all the great things in life. This is a very fantastic decision you should make. Ah, how are you toasting before? And I'm made sure I'm going to, you deserve it. You deserve the best things in life. And I'm going to give you the best things in life. I'll take care of you spiritually. I'll take care of you emotionally. I'll spoil you with money. That's it. That's it. That's what you say. I don't care what you have or what you don't have, but that's what you say. That's who you are. Do you understand? That's who, that's who you are. You tell her you deserve it. You deserve, you deserve a great man. That's why I'm here. Fine. And she says she's going to look into it. Two weeks time. Come back and says, I, I, I think I want this. Fine. Go see your parents. It's a date. Get married. I'll be only rug in the house. That's fine. It doesn't mean anything. That's the meaning of tomorrow. That's the meaning of time. Everything doesn't happen at once. That's why it's called time. What doesn't happen today will happen tomorrow. It doesn't happen tomorrow, happen next tomorrow. It will also happen forever. I'll use the mansions in heaven. <laughs> you get my point now? Just have to man up. I know that when Jesus saves you, he turns you to a Jesus. That's why he can go. Because it was one Jesus and hundred people. When he gets them saved, it's, it's hundred Jesus now. So one Jesus can leave. And now there are 99 Jesus remaining. Questioning, are you a Jesus? That should be your plan, to be a Jesus. That should be what you walk towards, to be a Jesus. Are you a Jesus to your wife? Walk at it. Are you a Jesus to your to your to your children. Do you understand? Or you are a terror. Your children. So and, and that happens by accumulating the structures and the government. And that's the reason for Bible study. The reason for Bible study is to begin to appropriate values and truths that you are going to do life with. Not just to enjoy the preaching. You get the point now. This is this is what I'm going to do life with. So you have to have spiritual initiative. You get the point? It's a spiritual initiative. Spiritual initiative. That is to say, Jesus has gone, but we have 99 of us right now. And 99 of us must know how to do right. As though Jesus is with us. This is the initiative our parents expect from us. I told you last time, there was a time our parents, the two of them can't go out at the same time. One of them have to be at home. But you know, a time comes as we grow. The two of them go out. And they tell us, And they tell us what to do. And we got to a point we learned to do it. And now they can go. That's it. Our parents go and they know everybody's fine. This person will go and pick this person from school. They will come back. They will cook this thing. In fact, my own house, my, my mother will use her hand to measure the gari we will drink in the afternoon for everybody's cup. And you keep it. And sometimes you just put water in your gari and you just leave it. <laughs> I remember I used to sing, Gary Swellow, Gary Swellow, 
God is swearing up. He said, yeah. And sometimes we play, we play these characters and we bet with our Gary. Somebody loses his Gary. <laughs> our five boys, we have, a, we have a full league. We play this stuff with our Gary and then if they win you, you lose your Gary. Just carry your Gary. You just this there. As you're pointing it to the best cup, tears to be drained. Sometimes you go hide your food and somebody has eaten your food and covers it for you. <laughs> but our parents just believe that we could make things work. God believes the same thing. Where is Jesus in this service today? Where is he? Sometimes he comes physically. We see him spiritually, but his, his, his spiritual appearance happens in our meetings. But it won't be all the time. All the time, the Jesus that we have is your maturity. Do you understand? And that's how we should act. We should. So sometimes it's watching how we will handle every issue that happens in this house. Are you going to handle it like a goat or handle it like a son? And that's why sometimes it gives you a very crazy roommate to live with. Find out if you can really be Jesus. You get my point? Spiritual initiative. You know, the, the apostles came together and said, we ought to pick one more person after Judas had messed up. You know, they didn't see a vision. It was Jesus inside them. They said, we're going to pick one more person. He says, and the person has to be somebody who was with us since, since Jordan till he was taken up. You get the point. How did they know? And they were 100% accurate. And they didn't have a vision. Jesus trusted them. And sometimes you think you are not hearing God, but what is happening is that God wants to hear you. Because you want to make a decision and say, God, speak to me. What if God is saying, I want to hear how you make that decision. I want to know whether you are now smart or stupid. It happens a lot. God is quiet because he's watching you. And he trusts you. And if you blow it, he'll give another chance. Many times God just wants you to think. Think spiritually. Think scripture. Don't ask for vision. Think scripture. Think what he has written down. And take a, take a stand. Sometimes, the, sometimes we are very, the level of illiteracy in Christianity is too high. And I ask myself, what do we spend money on? And I think the answer is light. Sometimes we just spend too much on lights. I mean stage lights. And the people don't have any kind of sense. I'm telling you the truth. See, see, see this Sheikh Gumi. Sheikh Gumi, the guy is negotiating with bandits. The guy is negotiating and he's doing interviews and speaking on behalf of bandits. And he's speaking for them, kidnappers. Do you know banditry is now sounding like a job? It's sounding like, let's, it's, we almost want to reason it now. Bandit. Do you understand? An Islamic cleric is granting channels interview and is talking about the pains of bandits and how they feel ostracized from the nation called Nigeria. And there is no campaign on social media against him. But your pastor says he bought a jet. You are dumb. 
Your pastor says he bought a jet and you are everywhere abusing your own, your own pastor. You are two saints. See that guy, nobody is talking about that guy. Even we Christians are afraid to criticize him. Nobody is criticizing him. And that's why those guys might rule us forever. Those Fulani guys. Listen, the Fulani man who is, a, who is from Niger Republic, the Fulani man who is in Nigeria, feels more connected to the Fulani man that is from Niger than, 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 than the Nigerian Yoruba Awausa. Fulani comes first before Nigeria. Islam comes first to them before Nigeria. We are just, we don't understand scripture. May God increase your capacity to think scripture. We, a lot of us emote. You are just emotional. You are just emotional. You don't, you don't, you know Paul told us that we should not take our matters to the world. You know that's what Paul said. He said, don't take your matters to the world. That is to say, if it was the time, it's time. He would say, don't take your matters to Facebook. He says, don't take, he says, don't you have elders amongst you? He said, if your brother offends you, what should you do? He said, go to him. How? Alone. You don't understand. You won't go with anybody alone. He says, if it's when he does not hear you, you will not go with how many people? Two. If he does not hear them, you will not go with how many people? The elders. If he does not hear, you will not report to the old church. He said, if the guy does not hear, he's not born again. Treat him like an idiot. Spirit of what? Initiative. Spiritual initiative. Spiritual initiative. God expects you to be able to make decisions that he can clap for. You must be able to provide relevant solution for different situations. Relevant solution. So God expects you to put yourself in his... You are meant to always learn to put yourself... In God's place. Are you getting my point? You are losing, you are losing me now. Stop only putting, stay in your place. Put yourself, how will God reason? And sometimes it takes time to find that out. Amen. Because he expects you to think like him. That's why he left for the lost. Give me the, 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 the scripture about the wisdom of God is first of all peaceable. Let me just teach you from there. I'm teaching you some of these life, life lessons because you have life to do every day. You do life every day. The wisdom that comes from above is first of all peaceable. Are we there? Go to the previous verse. I have to rush. Go to the previous verse also. Go next one. Previous. I want us to keep going back until we get context. Alright. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts what? Great things. The tongue. What does the tongue represent? 
Huh? Your speech. What does your speech reflect? Your heart. You get the point. So the tongue has to express two, two, um, reflects two things. Your heart and your what? And your speech. That was what, when, um, Isaiah's tongue was purified. It was his heart. Your heart and your what? And your speech. If we can manage these two things, and if we, even if you are going to start from your speech, because if you can control your speech, you, you can have time to work on your heart. If you cannot control your speech, there will not be time to work on your heart. <laughs> you get the point now. If you cannot control your speech, there won't be time to work on your word, on your heart. So, and that's why he says we should be slow to speak. It's the same James. Though. We should be slow to speak because you now have an opportunity to work on your heart. The Holy Spirit cannot help you. Are you getting the point now? The only things I'm saying to you are clear. You can't say you don't understand. You can't listen to me and say you don't understand. I have preached messages that people cannot... You see, I've preached messages that are not true. I have preached messages that people are not, that cannot understand. I'm not preaching again. I have... I know what I am. I, I am now coming to the place where I'm learning to be a wise master. I'm not saying I am. Some of you might not know. If you go get my old messages, you don't, this is not, this is not how I used to preach. This is not how I used to preach. I preach things that you wonder what's happening here. That's who I used to preach. I would plus lie plus true. I would just cut everything. Let's go back to our James 3. The James 3. The one you just opened now. Alright. So the tongue is a little member, but what? It boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles. That's the power of the tongue. Let's go quickly, please. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire by hell. You have to be very responsible with speech. What you say and the positions you take. You have to make sure that you are taking the position of God. Talking about spiritual initiative and I'm also talking about... um, I'm also talking about um, relevant solutions, relevant solutions for different situations. Managing imperfections, standing for the Lord, learning to have a broadened perspective of issues. That is how to operate when it looks like Jesus is not there, when you are now the Jesus. All right. For every kind of beast and, and bird, of reptile and creature of sea, is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is un- it is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these 
things ought not to be so. Did you get a key there? Let me give you one beautiful key there. It says, out of it comes blessing and cursing. This thing ought not to be so. What does that mean? What's the key there? If you're going to pick one of it, what is it? Blessing. It means that you can make a decision that with your mouth, I will always only speak positive. You can just make a decision. That even if you have a rational reason to speak negative, you're just going to say, I'm always going to speak positive. I'm always going to I will really or never. You know, the Bible says, which, which person is going to have good old days? He said, that person who's been able to turn his tongue. Are you with me, friends? So it means that concerning Gabriel, I would always learn to speak positive. Even if I have something negative to say, I'm going to say it in a way that is very positive. Do you understand that? I'll never bring poison to anyone. I'm never going to destroy him. You know what? Did God, do you think God has a plan to destroy anybody? How does the desire of God is that every man should repent, right? And come to the knowledge of his son. Alright, let's read. Does the spring bring forth fresh water and bitter? The same opening can a, can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt and, salt water and fresh. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in what? In the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your what? In your heart. What's the conversation about? Tongue. Now I've gotten to your heart. Do not boast and lie against the truth. Let me show you quickly. Let me explain to you. If you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. It means that every time you want to flow in bitterness, every time you want to flow in envy, Every time you want to be self-seeking, you will always do it with a scripture. You would always do it with a scripture. You would always do it with a good intention. It says, do not boast and lie against the truth. It means that we always look for a truth to wrap it in. It's still your flesh. It's bitterness. It's envy. And it's what is self-seeking. Are you getting my point? This wisdom does not descend from above. And guess what? You are going to do it saying you are flowing in wisdom. And says, this particular wisdom does not come from above. It is earthly one. Somebody say earthly one. What does earthly mean? If you get it, I give you money. I have money. Small. If you get it, I give you money. Earthly. Give me another word for earthly that will excite me. Huh? Worldly carnal. Huh? Fleshy. Looking for money. Wait now. Wait. Wait. It can't be demonic again, Gabriel. Earthly, sensual, demonic. So what do you think earthly can typify? Traditional? Common sense. Common sense. You said it. Oh, and I was closer to you. I didn't hear Common sense, intelligent. The wisdom of God is not premised on intelligence or common sense or advocacy. (laughs) 
not necessarily the wisdom of God. Empowerment. Early. The wisdom of God does not always, is usually not that terrain. Sensual. What's sensual? Who knows sensual? Emotions. You are just emoting. It didn't pay you. It doesn't make it the wisdom of God. Then demonic. When Satan has not entered it. You are now there for vengeance of anger. And you, you would always do this with a scripture. Don't forget you are a Christian. You are never going to do it without a scripture. But everybody will know what you are doing. So you have to do it with scripture. Sit down brother. You missed it. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. I don't have time. I would have analyzed all these things. It's a lot of things here. Let's go. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. The word pure means that it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with the person. It's about God. Not the woman. It says pure. I'm not trying to win. And I'm not trying anybody, I'm not trying to get anybody to lose. It says that's the first thing. You take yourself out of it. Pure means holy. Holy means separated. First pure. And guess what? He's always looking for peace. He's always looking for what? Peace. Reconciliation. And he's always gentle. He doesn't feel it's better. Just calm. And he's willing to yield. So, if he's willing to yield, it means he's willing to listen. Because you can only yield when, when an argument, you've listened to something. So he's not trying to vaunt itself. He's just saying, what, what, what do you think? Okay, let's see this. Okay. And he's really listening with the heart and not trying to quickly let the person finish to speak. You know, sometimes we use people's speaking time to prepare our own words. <laughs> What's the wisdom of God full of? Mercy. Now does he have mercy in it? He's full of it. Mercy. This is not serious. This looks like Jesus. He says he's full. Mercy. See, if we, see all of us will just be like lamb. That's true Christianity until, until a lot of other But that's how the power will flow. Full of mercy and good fruits without partiality, without hypocrisy. And the peace of righteousness is sown in peace by those who what? Who make peace. I think you get the point now. So when, 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 when he has left, he knows that he now has 99 of himself. So he expects you to have, say, spiritual initiative. Say, relevant solution for situations. Managing imperfections. Standing for the Lord. Broadening perspective of issues. Say, don't be one way. Praise God. Can you give me 10 more minutes? Let me give you the conclusion of all this. 
So he told them about this parable and when he was done, do you know this was when he now moved to the parable of what we now describe as the prodigal son? Starting from verse 11. He spoke about, are you bored already? He spoke about the parable of um, this parable of sheep. He spoke about the parable of the woman who, who misplaced the coin. Then he now went with the last parable is the parable of the prodigal, what we call the prodigal son. He didn't call it the prodigal, prodigal son. Are we together? He's the what? He's the lost son. And this time around, we had an opportunity for him to confront the attitude of the elder one, which is a typology of the Pharisee and the Sadducee. Don't forget, he was, they were the ones he was responding to. Are we together with me? Now, we, we all know the story of the prodigal son, right? And I'm not going to go back to that story. Now, when the father decided to kill the fattest calf for the prodigal son, verse 31, we now got the response of the, of the, of the Pharisee and the Sadducees. Domicide in the other brother. Now, now let's read, let's read his own statement before we get the father's response. Now, listen. According to Jesus' story, the 99 are the Pharisees and the Sadducees. That is to say that you, you might not be lost without, but you can be lost within. And Jesus will always go for the ones who are lost without, not the one lost within, because he can't save hypocrisy. You get my point? That the one outside has more chances of salvation than the one... Listen, Jesus does not save hypocrisy. He says that the reason why you are actually blind is because you say you see. Anytime you don't own up to your weaknesses, you can't be saved by Jesus. You get my point now? You get my point now? That's why you notice that most times your life ends worse than the people you criticize the most, most of the times. The, the direction of your life, the direction of your future, is in the area of your criticism. Your, your criticism is a prophecy of your ending. No, 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 it's always, I'm telling you the truth, oh. it's always like that, oh. I would have, I would have given you recent contemporary, um, stories, but I'm, 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 I'm too broken to even mention names. I'll give you contemporary stories. Some of the people who have experienced the greatest, most dreadful crisis in the the Christian faith are those who champion the highest levels of criticisms. Because criticism is not a proof of perfection. It's actually a veil to hide imperfection. Because if I can point a finger at someone, I can distract others from seeing me. And it was easy for Jesus when they brought that woman and wanted to stone that woman. It was easy for him. He understands that criticism is how we, is how we deflect imperfection. So Jesus Christ said, we're not going to deflect this. Who, who's, whoever doesn't have sin should throw the first stone. Because you guys are trying to deflect it by casting a stone. We're not going to deflect this. Are we together, friends? You know I love you. That's why I'm preaching like this. 
I love it as well, I tell you the truth. And I love myself also. You get my point. So he answered and said to his father, Lord, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat. No goat, died. You never gave me a young goat. This guy wanted goat all his life. But really, there's something about goat meat. There's actually something about goat meat. I was in the Badon yesterday, and I went all out for So this many years I've been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time. Yet you never gave me a young girl. And that I might make merry with my friends. You get the point. That's the religious spirit. The religious spirit that many of you carry is too, is too lost with his friends and doesn't care about the lost. That's a religious spirit. That's why some of you don't want your church to grow. Because you think new people coming in is affecting your game. We are getting too much. I just want, just like, let us, let us be small like this. You see, you are, you are a Pharisee. You are the one I'm preaching about. You see new people as competition. You see somebody else getting closer to pastor. You're already angry. You need deliverance. The pastor does not have my time again. And I'm happy I don't. But as soon as this son of yours came, ah, this guy just came to this church now. Show him how born again. As soon as he came, who has devoured your livelihood with allots? Listen, listen, listen. When that guy went out, the elder one did not follow him. How did he know he went with allots? <laughs> Bloggers. A lot of you say confidently things you were not there and you are arguing over people's matter. I said, no. Now, if he had not, you were, okay, you were not there. Can you tell somebody you were not there? <laughs> that, that day you came for Bible studies. Tell somebody that day you came for Bible studies. <laughs> Even though you were sleeping in Bible study, but <laughs> friends, you get my point. A lot of us are, have stories. You were not there. You were not there. If you were not there, what do you do? You keep quiet. Do you know you can never be inaccurate praying? I'm just praying about it. You know, the last time I went to Abuja, I visited, I visited um, a church in Abuja. I thank God I had enough sense to just say a church. And this is a church that's been into a lot of crisis, but doing fine. And then I went to the church, I was so blessed, so blessed. The word was great, I gave a seed. Like I gave a seed. Um, I gave a seed, the seed has a name, I know what it is for, exactly, precisely, and I'm waiting for it. I went, I went outside, just gave a seed. Because I was blessed. And I put it up on my Facebook. Because it's hypocrisy to be blessed. And to hide it. You're an hypocrite when somebody blesses you. But you can't associate with the person publicly. A hypocrite. 
I'm not Nicodemus. I'm a disciple. So, I intentionally went on my Facebook page and said, I went there. And, oh boy, I was blessed. Some people got very offended. As I went to a fellow senior brother's church. I didn't go to the club. I didn't go to, I didn't go to a jazz man. I didn't go to an abbalist. I went to the house of God. And some people felt I'm better than that place. And it's not TB Joshua's church. This is. Is it that we're in serious trouble? Somebody asked as okay, go on. As soon as his son came, you devour you devoured your livelihood with halots, he devoured your livelihood with halots, you killed the fattest cow for him. And he said to him, Son. What first thing he said, Son. Now the first thing the son said that all these years have been what? Serving. What's the father's response? Son. So this is God's word to the Pharisees and Sadducees. You must not question your identity. Don't question your identity. Set your identity. When you set your identity, you won't struggle with the need that came to your house. If you are a son in the house, son, son. As simple as this thing, some of us we oscillate. Today we are son, tomorrow we are servant. We are not yet sure. You behave like a son, you behave like a servant. Servant, son, son, servant. You just... First he says, son, make a decision today never to forget to remind yourself anytime you wake up, I'm a son of God. God is my father. Son. You know the second thing? You are always with me. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid that you backslide. Don't be afraid. You are always with me. Third thing is what? All that I have is yours. You must perfect your art of receiving. So that guy could have had a goat many years ago. But listen, he equated a goat to a reward. God was never going to reward you with a goat. If you want a goat, go and get it. It's never a reward. Good life is not a reward for righteousness. Good life is not a reward for righteous. Stop serving God so that God will serve you. Or you are cleaning the house of God so God will clean your house. Or you are building God the house so that God can build your house. Good life is not a reward for righteousness. Intimacy is the reward for righteousness. So have confidence and have faith to receiving from God. Can I, can I mess you up a little bit? Listen. When, one of the signs of healthy, of a healthy identity is that you will always like to ask God for things. Not to ask God for things is not a sign of spirituality. It's a sign of servitude. When your identity in Christ is definite, you get my point now. But mama, you're sorry alone. Sometimes my wife shocks me. Sometimes my wife shocks me. With her requests. I thought we just got this last week. Is it? I like, I just like it. 
is assurance of identity. You get my point? I'm like, we did, we did. I was I was shocked about one recently. Why would you go do another some shop? I said we just did shopping now. We just did shopping. He said that was last year. <laughs> Guys, last year was ending of December. <laughs> she said that was last year. Ending of December, ending, ending part of December. He said that's last year. I said, it now not me, it's truly last year, but it's still December. It's identity. Want stuff. Don't want to grow before you can get stuff. Want stuff. Receive stuff. Thank God for great jobs. Just thank me, say, Father, I thank you because you are going to give me a great job. I thank you because you are going to be a great husband. You are going to give me a great wife. I give you praise because I'm going to be very effective and relevant to the social industry. Begin to receive stuff from Jesus. Stop putting them on the basis of reward for righteousness. Natural things are not a reward for righteousness. Son, you are always with me. And all that I have is yours. And guess what I say? It is right that we should make merry and be glad. Hmm? Make what? And be what? And be glad. So brethren, focus on news and stories that bring gladness and merriness. Make merry and what? And be glad. So be someone who is attracted and attractive to good news. Good news about your brothers. Never allow good news about your brothers make you feel sorrowful or sad. Let good news about your brothers not make you feel God has forgotten you. Recreate yourself. Be merry and be glad. Huh? Be merry and what? Glad. What is the difference between merry and glad? Should I tell you? I'll tell you. Glad is the nature. Merry is the action. Do you understand? You know, some two years ago, one of my other friends got a very nice car. I was so glad for him. You know how I did? I made sure I was the one who filled his car first. That's Mary. I didn't have a car then. At that particular time, I can't remember if I had a car. I got a very nice, beastly Camry. And he just called me and said, God, don't do Amu. One guy just saw this car, 30 million. Bring her, come my house. I said, ah, pastor, send me, send me the picture. And I was just glad. I said, this car, I mean, go for put fuel inside. I said, send me your car number. And I sent the fuel money test. And then I said, where will you wash it? <laughs> where will you wash it for us? Wash it now. I'm not washing it for me. Somebody got married. Your anger is that they didn't tell you. What's wrong with you? Are you the supervising angel? Will you fly there? <laughs> and you see a newly married person. You see a newly married person. And you are frowning your face. You are not a witch. You are full of the Holy Spirit. You are not a demon. Newly married person. You are like, hey, suffer me. Suffer me now. Yes, suffer me. <laughs> Is the marriage not enough reason to forget that you were never told? Must you be told for them to have joy?
Can you be so joyful that they be, they're, they're the ones apologizing? And you're like, no, 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 no. It's not a, you guys are going, oh, mean, you don't just be. be merry and be glad. And you will see heaven open over you. And God will pour blessings on you. God bless you. Have a great time. Let us pray. Let's get on our feet. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you because you're a good God, you're a kind God. We love you so much. And tonight you have reminded us that we are your sons. The first thing you told us is that we are Jesus on earth. And we, we, we trust that we will represent you better. And anytime we fail, we're going to quickly repent. We will take more accurate positions. We will take positions that you would have taken. We will have enough peace to wait for you to minister to our hearts. We won't be only intelligent. We won't be emotional and we will never be demonic. We are going to be peaceful. We are going to be pure. And we are just going to allow you flow through us. And then finally, we are truly your sons. And we know that we are going to be with you forever. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And we know that you are freely giving us all things. The Bible says if you did not spare your son, how will you not through your son give us all things? And so we are not afraid to ask. So what more Lord, more Lord, more Lord. And Father, we are so sure that you will give us more. Because we see the many things you are doing for many people. And you have asked us to be merry and to be glad. And so we will always be in a perpetual state of joy. A perpetual state of gladness over people. So watch us shower joy over our brothers. Watch us shower merry, merry stuff over our brothers. And watch us maintain a posture of gladness. As we watch you pour down your blessing upon our lives. And if you believe this prayer, come and shout and shout of joy. Come on. Yeah. God bless you.